All right, we're back. We're back, Jamie. How you doing? Doing well, Jordan. How are you doing? Uh, we are doing back. great. We yeah, I'm doing great. Got a new uh, new football season, new fantasy football season on the horizon. Feeling great. New college football season. It's all football good stuff. Football is back. It is back and better than ever before. Yeah, it's all good stuff. I will admit. Uh, well, before we get into that, do you want to run through our agenda before we get into actual stuff? From yes. football related. So we'll we'll touch on uh some college teams, Clemson, Penn State, USC, other college football action. Um we'll we'll run a couple NFL uh hot takes uh that I came up with, one that Jordan came up with. Uh we'll do an early preview to uh Joey from The Bachelor, a guy that is near and dear to both of our hearts now. First Jordan's, but uh, mine now. But we got to start with Coach Prime. And oh, yeah. Do you believe? Do, Do you, you believe, believe now? Jordan? Do you believe now, Jordan? <laughs> the press I, conference he, the press conference after the game killed he's me. Not hey. he, he still doesn't believe. <laughs> you don't believe. Does not believe. See, you, you don't believe. believe. <laughs> you don't believe. <laughs> Do you believe now? See, I wrote through all that bull junk you wrote. You don't believe. I mean, uh, I, I, I love Dion because he he a he rubs people the wrong way, but he always has a purpose for it. Like he like that's just hyping up everyone. Mm-hmm. He think oh, I love it. He's one of the most confident guys, but like when he's saying that is just to like, like make anyone who's any skeptical believe. I mean, it's it's fantastic. He's got me ready to go play for Colorado. Like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Put me on the plane. I'll be there tomorrow. Fuck it. Oh my word! And I mean, I I just keep running through the box score because I mean, it's one thing I feel like to take this team into teach their first win since two thousand two to beat a road team inside the top twenty is Dion's first win, mm-hmm. but that's Colorado's first win since two thousand two of. Such a thing. So Dion's first win is something Colorado's done in 21 years. Remarkable. That's 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 the most Coach Prime thing I think I've ever heard. And then I to do it with your son at quarterback throwing a school record of 510 yards. I mean, that's not something. I mean, college stats can get inflated. But when your first game, well, I mean, when you're, but they can get inflated for sure. But when the final score of the game is 45, 42, I mean, that's what he had to do. It's not like they blew these guys out 63 to seven. Right. Like, uh, you know, I mean, the kid had to play the game. So, yeah. I mean, there are some, I, we love Travis Hunter, of course, plays both ways. Mm -hmm. Might be the most electric player week one of college football, but even, I mean, there are some guys that can ball. Dylan Edwards, he's he's a freshman, ran for 24 yards, re- caught 135 yards receiving on five receptions. Oh, yeah, and he's also their kick returner, and he's a freshman. Yep. I mean, the culture that Dion is building, mm-hmm. it is insane right now. And he also took a – he took a – of those 130-some receiving yards was a 70-some-odd-yard swing pass that he took to the end zone on him on his own that he made a mistake on. He overran the play <laughs> yeah. and had to cut it back against the defense and, you know, made a house call. 
So, so fast against now, a team, and more particularly a defense because they were pretty they're gutted on offense TCU, but on defense they got a lot of guys that played in the national championship last year. So yeah, and you know, I I've heard that they have three or four guys in their secondary that could play in the NFL. Yeah, they were so saying during the game uh, that the other cor- the corner that played opposite the starter from last year who got drafted, who won the award for being the best DB or best cornerback, whatever it is, mm-hmm. in the country. He, the other kid won the award, and a lot of people think the kid that's still on the team is the better player. Huh. So, you know, if that tells you anything. Yeah, so they, they didn't put up 45 against, you know, uh, Colorado Schmucks. State. Right, Yeah. <laughs> right. This wasn't Middle Tennessee State. This, this was a team South- that played for a national championship. Last year. Southern Utah University. This is in Grambling State over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. The, speaking of speaking of Grambling. That was the other part of uh, of Dion's press conference that I loved. One of the reporters asked him, like, "Were you aware that Shadur broke the record for passing yards that ever was?" And Coach Prime was like, "Shadur, Shadur Sanders, the kid that played HBCU last year. That's Shadur." And then that's that's when the other guy chimed in about you know about yeah what he wrote or whatnot and that Coach Prime was like you do you believe now? <laughs> nah, I see you ain't believe. I read through that bull junk you wrote. <laughs> that's my favorite. That's like the quote of the month. Oh my word! It's so everyone is just do you believe now? Now Jordan, we gotta put that you... on a shirt. We gotta put that on a shirt. <laughs> oh, for he, sure. You know he you know he's gonna market it somewhere. He's gonna be mad if that's not. Selling on a shirt somewhere mm-hmm. on game day. Yep. In Boulder. Uh this coming. So George, they I gotta say they have quite the early schedule. Now they put they host Nebraska, where Nebraska didn't look good whatsoever mm-hmm. in their game against Minnesota. They gave that one away. They play a rivalry game at home against Colorado State, but then they go to uh Oregon and then they host USC. That is going to be a gauntlet of a schedule early on with how yeah, much heart they have. You you USC is gonna be a great you will catch me parked in front of the couch for that one. That's gonna yes. be yes. Uh, that's gonna be a great game. And it's probably gonna it, be on late. Oh yeah. You it's know, it's at, gonna be it, prime time in the East Coast. So Yeah. It's it's at Colorado, so it's a home game. I mean that should be prime Especially time. if US if USC comes into that game undefeated. Realistically, if both teams go into that game undefeated, Colorado's probably a top ten team. Oh yeah. Because they're gonna they'd have to beat George, uh Oregon, who Oregon, I don't know if you saw their score line, it was like seventy three to nothing yeah. against I'm assuming Portland that State. I'm giving Oregon the benefit of the doubt that they will remain undefeated until they get to Colorado and they're not going to be undefeated anymore, and that's going to catapult Colorado by that time into the top mm-hmm. ten. Probably at ten, but still in the top ten. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would – I'm not going to – I believe that Dion can go to Eugene because playing at TCU isn't no tough task either. They have a massive stadium, and yep. they were yep. up for the game. So I I do think if Colorado does beat over – that's a top-10 game. And USC probably sinks their way maybe in the top five at that point. So that that's going to be a hell of a Yeah, game. well, I'm sitting here the whole time just thinking, like, if USC doesn't pull a USC and fumble the bag by then. 
you know? Yeah. So let, let's, let's talk about USC. Have you seen any of their highlights or? So this is what I was going to say when we first got on, I will admit the only college football game I watched on Saturday was, and I didn't even watch the whole game. I literally went on YouTube TV and I watched the highlights. Like they do the key plays on YouTube TV. There was 46 mm-hmm. of them. I watched all 46 of them instead of watching the game. And I even said to Daniela, I was like, I got to do my homework for the podcast uh, with Jamie because I, I can't watch. I, I missed the game, which is fine. We were doing other stuff. Side note, we were being a tourist in Phil. Well, I was being a tourist uh, in my own city all day on Saturday. Believe it or not, for anyone who doesn't know, I've lived in Philadelphia for five years and I've never been to like the Liberty Bell, Independence Hall. None of that. So, what? yeah, never, never, been. never been Jamie in five years. Never been. Daniela was also shocked. She couldn't believe That's it. That's a travesty. Yeah, that she couldn't believe travesty. it. She couldn't believe it. We went immediately. Next day, we went. Like, it wasn't even a – we watched National Treasure, and then we went. <laughs> like, it. seriously, that's what we yeah, did. I, believe, I mean, National Treasure gets you uh, oh, great amped up for – You know how we feel about National Treasure around here. but Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, we, we started it uh, Friday night, finished it Saturday morning. Or wait, was it Saturday or Sunday? It was a long weekend. Uh, yeah, it was a lot. I think it was Saturday. <laughs> um, yeah, and then she took me to all the museums. So I missed a lot of the games, which was okay. I was fine That's with that. Fair. Had priorities. But uh, I did get back around to watching the, the Colorado highlights. But that was the only game I watched, admittedly. So That's I didn't fair. even catch highlights of anybody else. So this particular segment, you're going to be more well-versed I mean, than I will be. I, I only caught some of the highlights of – this this is pretty much my take around USC's first games. Obviously, we know Caleb Williams. Their offense is going to be spectacular. It's not going to miss a beat. And their first two games, they were playing San Jose State and Nevada, put up 56 and 66, respectively, against. I mean, as they should. But when it, it it's going to come down to their defense again for USC. To Yeah, I mean, you know, really, we saw what happened with Utah last year. Like, yeah. Utah every year is a thorn in everybody's side. And yeah. they just play hard nosed football. And a lot of teams in the Pac 12 can't do that. Yeah. And it, it does seem to be USC's bugaboo because USC lost to them twice last year. Mm-hmm. Correct. In, yes, in they Utah did. and in the Pac 12 championship. And it looked like, for the most part, that USC was going to get revenge in that Pac 12 championship game. They do get. I mean, USC kind of has a tough schedule of their own. They go through a stretch where they're at Colorado, home to Arizona, at Notre Dame, and then get Utah again. So, I mean, that the Notre Dame game is kind of a look-ahead game where you look into Utah, where you, the USC guys just want to be Utah. I mean, even later in the year, Washington's ranked eighth right now, and yep. Oregon is who they are. We, we'll see what happens when they play Colorado. but yeah. The Pac-12's kind of doing like a, okay, our conference is going to be depleted after this year. Let's just all be good for once. Right. <laughs> like, it's very top-heavy. It's very yes. top-heavy. There's four or five teams that are like, you know, we need to we need to look at them, touch them, feel them to see how they all really are, you know? Yeah. I I worry, though, for the Pac-12 that it's they're just going to beat up on each other, that no one's going to make the college football playoff. If if everyone has like one or two losses, yeah. If the wins and the losses fall the right way, they're gonna box themselves out of it for sure. Because the committee's not gonna reach to like seven to put somebody in. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I I will say though that if if USC can lock down 
their their defense a tad more. It can be the best team out of the Pac-12, but uh, I don't know. I, Here's I, my I here. Look- I know we're doing NFL hot takes. Here's my hot take for college football. Mm-hmm. You ready for this? If the Colorado Buffaloes run the table, they're going oh, to the playoff. My. Oh my! Well, yeah, if they go undefeated, yeah. If they run the table, they're going to the playoff. I mean, it's hard not to just with how top heavy the Pac-12 is. They definitely should. But I mean, it, you know, it's I'm saying it's a hot take because you know how the committee is. They don't have any problem putting two or three SEC teams in there. True, or or like both Michigan. And I don't Ohio know State. who's. I don't know who's strong enough from the ACC, and so that really leaves the SEC and the Big Ten to to yeah. fill out the rest of the of the slip for the playoff. Yeah. So, what if it's something like because the Pac-12 isn't doing standings again? It would be wild if Colorado runs the table, gets to the Pac-12 championship game, USC gets revenge. Like, who do you put? Both Colorado and USC are one loss teams. Yeah, I don't think either one goes in that scenario. I think it's either an undefeated USC team or an undefeated Colorado team goes. That's it. That's the only way the Pac-12 goes. And I'm not going to lie to you, as you know me and USC, I kind of want to see Prime go to the playoff, especially with Shadur. Everyone would watch. I mean, that's the thing that Prime's getting to the point where you watch to see if he wins or loses. Mm -hmm. Because people are now... Pick inside you either for or against him. That's how polarizing he is. Oh, I it's, love it. I absolutely almost, love it. It's almost turning into like Duke basketball in a sense. Well, after one game, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. <laughs> that's where we're at. One singular know, game. That's it. I know there's some reporters out there that going, Did you hear the way Dion talked to that one guy talking and you believe and stuff like that? I mean, like, you know, there's people ready to just jump on. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, on when he loses, he can't say anything that Nick Saban didn't already say with an attitude that Nick Saban didn't already say it with. So, mm-hmm. you this know, it's true. I I heard uh, I saw a tweet that somebody was like, "Have you ever seen a coach get chanted by student sections? Set a section by uh, fuck you, Dion chant." And then so one of the very first replies was, here's a clip of Nick Saban getting fuck you chanted by uh, <laughs> LSU. It's like, yeah, no. Nick yeah, we've Saban, seen it. It's happened Nick before. Saban, this is in that territory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> some of the other, uh, I know we're harping on, on Coach Prime a lot, but some of the other clips I just love about him, I just I was looking at for before we got on here, was like when he was addressing the team when he first got to Colorado and he, and mm. he just said, uh, you know, we got some positions already taken care of because I'm bringing my luggage with me. And it's Louie. <laughs> it's Louie. And it's Louie. Like, who, who's saying that? Who's that saying was... that to their oh, team? Oh, man. And then uh, he was like, and then he was like, ain't going to be no earrings in my meetings. Ain't going to be no earrings in my meetings. Ain't going to be no phones in my meetings. I wish you would bring a phone in my meetings and see what happened. I love how uh... – he had an interview with Pat McAfee, uh, I think it was yesterday, that he was talking about uh, Hunter and how he didn't want him practicing Wednesday or Thursday before the TCU game. And he was out there practicing on the Wednesday or Thursday. And he said he went up to Hunter and go, son, what are you doing out here? <laughs> <laughs> like, I need you for the game. I don't need you for this. Yep. Like, And he was just like, oh, he's such a dog. 
he's like he's like on my team we have leaders and then we have dogs and Kevin Hunter or Travis Hunter's a dog and so oh man this team I love that about wild. Colorado's jerseys by the way did you notice they don't have a captain's patch oh I didn't notice that yeah wow. so Shadur is a captain but you know how they have like the C for captain on the jerseys uh-huh. Colorado doesn't do that it's an L leader wow okay I missed that. Yeah. I like that. I noticed that they were uh it was a goal line play and I they zoomed in on him and I saw the L on his chest. Gotcha. I think I may have saw that. I was like NIL deal or something. But wow, okay. I like mm-hmm. that a lot. I do too. All right, let's uh let's move on to Clemson real quick. Your boy <laughs> Dabo. Oh man. I sent Max a great meme about this today. And the caption was, uh, I know you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when I say this, Jamie. The caption was um, LSU being identified as the most overrated team in college football. <laughs> and then right below that, it was like a, you know, it was like a tab indent. And it was like Dabo and Clemson on the way the next day. And it's Dabo Sweeney running down the hill at <laughs> at, uh, at their stadium. You know yeah, how yeah, we yeah, first, yeah, and, yeah, and he's yeah. in like a full sprint, you know? <laughs> that is such a good one. Oh, oh man. It's great. Yeah, I I watched the entire Duke game, and I I don't even think Duke's that good. I think Clemson just shot themselves so many times. Of there's they have problems on defense. They have just a turnover problem on offense. Just goal line. I mean, it's I haven't seen a Dabo team this. It seemed unprepared, and I don't know if it's also from a coaching standpoint, but they have some issues. Yeah, I mean, listen, when you're trying to replace Brent Venables on defense, that's going to be a tall order. You're never going to do that. You're just never going to do that. Uh, And it feels like one of these situations where Clemson was the creme de la creme for three or four years. I mean, they had everybody, top to bottom, coaches and players, the whole depth Uh chart, insane. But, you know, that type of stuff is cyclical in college football unless your name is Saban. So... Mm -hmm. It feels like a little bit of like them. It feels like an NFL team that 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 spent all the money on the cap, yeah, and got two or three years out of it and got a championship, and then now they're paying the price for it. Yeah, that's what yeah. it feels like. It definitely seems like they're returning to the mean regression to the mean, if you will. Yeah, where I mean the other schools got deep pockets too, and they they'll come for your coordinators, they come for your coaches, and make them their coordinators and stuff like that. So. Yeah, just ask I Oklahoma heard. about that. Yeah. <laughs> what what happened to Oklahoma? Did they lose. Yeah, the coach? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. How to in talk the about. in the darkness of the night, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I did hear that. I mean, I did have Duke plus thirteen last night. I did hear that Clemson had such a large change overall of so many coaches and uh, coordinators that over, just it was it was building up. But last night, it just – the way that they lost, I mean, 28 to 7. Seven points is the fewest amount of points that a Dabo Sweeney team has scored against an uh, unranked opponent ever. They've never scored less than that. And so – Dabo better just, be careful or he's going to find himself working for somebody else or not at all. I, I, I know. I don't know if you caught, but Dabo complained about – um the walk from the visitor's locker room at Duke to the field. It's a very long walk. You have to literally go across a whole football field. But No, I didn't see him. 
Didn't see that. But I, I isn't Clemson the same team that takes a bus for from there? Yeah, yeah, they do. They get bus <laughs> to their own stadium. Yeah, like yeah, maybe that's why he complained. I don't know. He's expecting a bus. You know. Yeah, I don't maybe. know. Yeah, who who am I to correct that? But but wow, they have they they got to turn around quick because you're right. You never know. In college these football. days, these days, big time college football programs, a lot like the NFL, they don't mess around with uh, yeah. with patience when mm-hmm. when you got when you got a situation like Clemson and how dominant they were for that string of years, they got used to that. So, yeah, I'll uh, I'll jump to Penn State real quick. My uh, disclaimer, I do have a 25 to one uh, Penn State to win it all national title. Wow. Uh, futures ten dollars not much a little that's that's bold of you, jamie that's bold of you yeah i i'm very high on them right now and max will love this part i know nothing about penn state so far this year so so drew aller their quarterback he made their first start uh west virginia when uh we were at max's bachelor party and the Purdue Penn State game was on. Drew Aller came in for like one series mm-hmm. uh, instead of Sam uh, Sean Clifford. I always fuck up. I call him Sam Clifford instead of Sean Clifford. But uh, uh, he made Drew Aller made one start, and I was like, "Wow, he could be really special." And he made some timing throws. He made some just accuracy throws that I thought it's what Penn State needs to take him to the next level. Combined with their offensive line is really good. They have two running backs, Singleton and um, Allen, that are are really good running backs. Where they're gonna they're gonna be in games where they're gonna stack the box, and Drowler is gonna be good enough to get players on the outside and play action and really open up the game. And I I think it's the first time that Franklin's had an offense that can win a national championship game. I just have a few. We'll see their their defensive line when it came to trying to uh, stop the Jalen Hurts QB scrum sneak. Mm-hmm. Not good. Their uh, kicker, they had to change kickers in the West Virginia game. It was almost, uh, I was texting Max, it seems like almost a Sam Ficken fiasco. Oh, no. Like, yeah, that's, you know, it's not oh, good. Oh, no. You you know, it's never good when you hear that name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... It's it was a wild game where I love that James Franklin. I don't know if you caught this, Jordan, but it was a bad beat. Uh, they scored a touchdown with like six seconds left to cover the spread against West Virginia. I thought uh, that was very. That. No, I didn't see it. Uh, it's interesting. They still have things to work on and get better. And there were I don't know. Ohio State didn't look too good with uh, their quarterback situation, and you, they have Mich- Penn State has Michigan at home. I feel like Penn State could never play Michigan at Michigan, but they could play oh, Ohio State. Yeah, Michigan at, at Penn State takes me back to that that game where they, Michigan had Shea, Shea Patterson at quarterback, and they couldn't even mm-hmm. execute the first play. Max knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, we that, send that back game. And, yeah, we send that back and forth to each other on Instagram all the time. Just yeah. incredible insane. environment to try to play in. That noise was insane. And apparently this West Virginia game, I didn't even know that this was a thing. It, this was the uh, white – this was the stri- blue stripe game, Mexican helmet stripe game, where there's a just a sliver of the crowd is in the blue. 
and it's all it's it's called a sneaky white whiteout game where it's not a full whiteout, but it's ninety nine percent there. Okay, and so that's what the West Virginia game was. But yeah, I mean that Michigan whiteout game is like the epitome of a Penn State whiteout game, mm-hmm. and so. If they can play Michigan with that intensity and win at Ohio State, I mean, I I definitely think they're in the college football playoff because they'll be in the Big Ten championship game. But, yeah, a high on Penn State. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. I didn't realize they were ranked seventh, but they're up there. Yeah, they, they, they are talented as probably James Franklin will ever get. So we will see. Max, I'm going to put this out there right now for you. If somehow, some way, by the grace of God, it ends up being USC, Penn State playing each other in the playoff, we're going. Oh, oh my. Max, oh when my. you hear this, we're going. Because the reason, the reason is, Jamie, Max and I will forget, will regret this for the rest of our lives. Oh, yeah. We, USC played Penn State in the Rose Bowl. You're nodding your head. You already know what I'm saying. Played USC, Penn State played USC in the Rose Bowl like the year we were, like right when we were graduating basically from college or or like the January after, I forget which one it was. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have any fucking money. We, <laughs> neither one of us had any money. Uh, it was, of course, it was at the Rose, the last real Rose Bowl. Yeah. Big yep. 10, Pac 12, automatic bids. It was like Sam Darnold, Juju Smith Schuster, the who's who of, of players Saquon. on the roster. Yeah. Saquon at Penn State, Trace McSorley was there. Um, uh, they had some receivers at Penn State side of things that were really good. I mean, these teams were unbelievable, and they just had a knockdown, drag out, heavyweight fight over that Rose Bowl. Uh, USC ended up winning, but it was a close game. Yeah, and Max and I will regret not going to that for the rest of our lives. Yeah, I mean, on the just some other of the names: Chris Godwin, Mike Gesicki. Uh, on the USC side, Adoree Jackson, Ronald Jones. I mean, there are names across the board. I'm trying to see on the – I think on the defensive side it was for Penn State. No, this is before. But, yeah, that is – There were some names. When you have that many pros, future pros playing in a bowl game, it's going to so, be a, it's going to be a good one. So good. Yeah, I mean, I don't think if USC and Penn State ever met – again. I mean, that personally I feel like is – arguably top five greatest college football games. It was so back and forth. We we debated for a while, was that the best Rose Bowl ever? We cannot put it over USC and Texas. I, so I that, can't. I can't. That technically was a Rose Bowl. So Yeah. I I, I would put this the second best Rose that's what Bowl. I that's where I ended up and I think Max did as well. But yeah. Like USC Texas two thousand five will always Yeah. Just be it. I mean, just so I know iconic. USC lost. For me, that's a sore subject, but incredible game. Such a good game. Because it was a true one-two battle. Right. Like, it it was the clearest that a BC – because it's BCS days. Right. Where the top two teams played each other for the championship game. And, wow. But this – it's it almost feels like this is like – that was a 1A and this is 1B mm-hmm. Rose Bowls in terms mm-hmm. of rankings. Agreed. But, yeah, if USC – I could see Penn State being number two, USC being three, college football semifinal. It, it could happen. If That'd like be wild. Georgia's won and they take maybe like a Big Ten. I could definitely see it. We, uh, right. I'm, look, I'm looking at our list here, Jamie. There's a few things we need to get through here. I have no idea what you're talking about with Jarvis Jones, so enlighten me. 
Oh, okay. we have a speeding I... problem in Georgia. Do they not got the police in Athens or what? Jarvis Jones was uh, pulled over recently going 86 and a 40. No, oh, Jesus what Christ. I heard. Nobody and... learned from Jalen Carter, apparently. Yeah, I mean, they had that in January, I believe, was that the issue where a, a guy died, right? Jalen Carter? Not Jalen Carter guy. died. But um, the, there was an incident in January where somebody died from right. Georgia. Right. And Correct. wasn't Carter in the car or something like that? Yeah, I believe he I believe he was, yeah. Or driving something. I don't know. Yeah, during during it was reported that two players were attempted to race, including Jalen Carter, which would result in Devin Willick and Chandler LaCro- LaCroix dying and passing away. Yep. Same thing. But so they there have been ten traffic related incidents in the Athens Clark County involving a Georgia player or staffer. Jarvis Jones, former Steeler, great kind of not really, uh was the latest one. So <laughs> I I don't know. I'm just it's Georgia. They're going for their third title in a row. You never know. I feel like there's it almost feels like a, a Florida issue with just driving incidents. <laughs> Florida like, man. Yeah. Like, it, it's just, it's uh, so bizarre that you Kirby Smart, I feel like he tries to run a program that's as disciplined as Nick Saban, given how much he knows from Saban, but it's just wild. How, it, it's just weird. It's not even like drugs or like violence. It's just speeding yeah, just- car getting dangerous just stupid just stupidity stupid it's stupid with two o's stupid but yeah that's all i that's just what i wanted to talk on there all right nfl hot take i'm gonna let uh i don't know if jordan has his ready yet but jordan the steelers are winning the afc north that is my hot take the steelers winning the afc north they're gonna win the division are you anticipating Joe Burrow missing games with that take? I'm not. I I don't want to ever predict someone's injured, but I just think Joe Burrow playing a full season, I I don't know if he can be durable enough for it. Mm -hmm. As well as the Steelers have been able to be, they beat Cincinnati in Cincinnati week one last year. They've shown with a healthy defense, TJ Watt, Particularly, if T.J. Watt stays healthy, the Steelers can beat the Bengals. They can beat anyone in the division. But T.J. Watt has shown uh, some injury concerns. And, I mean, there's still questions on the secondary. But I think it's doable. It it is a hot take. I mean, look, this is pro ball. Anything could happen. Yeah. I mean, any any given Sunday, right? So, I I just. I like I like who the Steelers play for their they get the Raiders for um uh the AFC West, they get the Patriots from the AFC East. They don't even get the Jets because the Patriots finished third last year. So I don't know. I I I I really like how Kenny Pickett's progressed. I mean the offensive line is still big question mark, but Kenny Pickett can throw on the run because he's gonna be running. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, I I think they can do it. It's it's certainly hot. There there's no question about it. I feel like 
third or fourth best team in the division mm-hmm. with the Browns, but maybe we'll see. All right. Are you ready for my hot take now? I am ready. There, there's some context involved in my hot take though. You need to, under, pe- people need to understand strength of schedule in the NFL this year. For anyone who doesn't know, let me just remove this objection, excuse, whatever anyone may want to call it down the road when we get to the end of this hot take that I'm about to say. The Philadelphia Eagles have the hardest strength of schedule in the National Football League this season. Mm-hmm. Just a fact. That's this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Now, how good those teams end up actually playing out to be across the season, we'll fucking see. But based on the metrics, they have the toughest strength of schedule in the NFL. Eagles win 14 games this season, 14 and three. They win the division, which be the first time the NFC East has been won by a repeat champion since 2004. Wow. Which is the last time they did it, by the way. Wow. Wow. In case anyone, Aaron, was wondering the last time that's happened. All right. Just want to make it known that the Eagles were the last team to do that. Not anybody else. We're not trading fourth round picks for backup quarterbacks either, but we'll get to that another time. <laughs> uh, they win 14 games. They lose three games. Who they lose to, I don't know. Honestly, probably Dallas once. Yeah. Probably Dallas once. I'm assuming they lose one of those games. And probably the Chiefs because they have the Chiefs this year, regular uh-huh. season. Where the third loss comes from, I don't know. But the Eagles win 14 games. They win the division. They go to the playoffs. They will be the number one seed again in the NFC. And they mm-hmm. will go back to the Super Bowl, but this time they will win it. Wow. Wow. This hot take is going to sound so homer of me, but but th- this is my reason. I have a reason for this hot take. This 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 is this is illogically justified, right? There's a picture that started circulating when the Eagles went back to training camp. It got it was uh, J- uh look over Jalen Hurts' shoulder in a meeting. Mm. And the screensaver on Jalen Hurts' iPhone is him with a towel over his head, walking off the field at the Super Bowl, covered in Chiefs confetti. Ooh. That's all I'm going to say. I don't need to say anything else. Motivation. I mean, I as Homer, as your hot take was, mine was, I feel like, equally Homer. (laughs) So I'm not not sure that... uh, No homerism involved in Either one of these things. Yeah. None. But I mean, I would argue from a hot perspective, you're you it's there hasn't been a team. What now it's 20 years? Was it that 2004 Eagles team that mm-hmm. won? Because they won the back? division in 03 and then went back and won it in 04 and then went to the Super Bowl. Lost the yeah. yeah. And I mean that team was they just ran into a really good Patriots Dynasty team for that Super Bowl. So I mean you you have to be really good to win the NFC East twice uh, in back to back years. There's no question about it. And I do think the Eagles do do it. Uh, um, they do have a pretty good schedule. They play the AFC East and they also get the NFC West, where the NFC West I think is the worst NFC. Eh, maybe the South, but oh, make Car- no mistake, make no mistake, they have that Arizona game circled. Oh yeah. Make I, no mistake about that. So that's that. that game is December 31st in Philly and Jonathan Gannon that, is going to have a hard time when he comes I, back here. I 
I think that could be like a 38 to 3, 41 to 3 kind of game. Like there's no let up. There just is no let up. Even if you have to, well, it might be a game where you win to lock up like the one or two seed and uh, they can rest their starters against the Giants. So it is going to be, I cannot wait to bet on the Eagles mm-hmm. for that game. That is going to be, that is going to be fun indeed. All right. We'll, we'll see how our hot takes plan out, Jordan. Uh, we, I like- we shall see. We're going to have to wait till the end of the year. Well, for yours, not the end of the year, but for mine, we have to wait till the end of the year. We'll see. Maybe maybe was... we'll be doing another Super Bowl edition podcast. We we did one last year, so we'll see. Yeah, that that was fun. The Steelers start one and four. My hot take is looking a little looking a little cold. Um, but all right, let's uh, kick off our bachelor preview now. Yeah, Jordan, got... I'll, I'll let I'll let you introduce the guy because he is he is spectacular. I yeah, can't we give got enough accolades. We we got eight minutes here. We Jamie and I put ourselves on a time limit because we have a tendency to talk all fucking day or all night if we don't. So we got eight minutes. Um, I'm assuming that everyone in this league besides you, well, and I know Seth watches actually too with Allie. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, the Bachelor and or The Bachelorette. Uh, and I only know that because I accidentally ruined it for him who won The Bachelorette this year. And I felt really bad. I felt like an no. asshole. Yeah, I felt like an asshole. I didn't know he watched. I didn't know he watched. And so I went into a group <sighs> chat the next day and I was like, hey, my boy from college is going to be the next Bachelor. And he's like, Thanks for ruining it, fucking asshole. He didn't actually say that, but he was just but, like, thanks for ruining it. I didn't watch yeah. the alley yet. Wow. So I felt really bad. But anyways, so uh, for all the other guys who don't know, uh, one of my boys from college, one of my fraternity brothers, Joey, Joey Grazade, uh, he was on this past season of The Bachelorette, made it all the way to the last two and got broken up with brutal mm, like my man was on his way down to one knee and just heartbreak got his heart ripped out tough oh hate to see it hate to see it but uh they replayed like on the on the um like reunion episode or whatever it's called they yeah. replayed like the thing ha- the finale they yep. replayed the thing happening to him and i the whole time they had like the what what happened and then they have his face down in the corner like the little mm-hmm. old school john madden replay booth Yep. And he's watching it back for the first time and like he's just looking real sad and then it, it kind of gets to the end. And you got to keep in mind I've known this man now for almost 10 years. And I actually made Daniela pause it and rewind it and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Do you see that little do you see that little like face expression he just made right there? It was right at the end. It was just like a tiny a teeny tiny little smirk. I was like, "Next bachelor. This dude's <laughs> the next ba- the next bachelor." I'm telling you right now, it's the next Bachelor. <laughs> and, you know, they, they play it out until the end, and they introduce him as the next Bachelor. So now the point of this whole story is one of my friends from college, uh, two-time fraternity chapter president at Westchester University, local to Philadelphia area, Joey Grazade is going to be the next Bachelor, which I think the season starts in, like, January or something like that. Yeah, I'm so, look looking at it right now. Uh that sounds right because they're doing like the golden uh bachelor and it is yeah 2024 premiere uh it'll air yeah so yeah it's a, it a january sounds right in the yeah timing so of it. in our household Danielle and i's household it's going to be interesting because it's going to be playoff football on the weekends mm. the bachelor monday nights 
the Bachelor Monday nights. And it's not even like she's not even dragging me into it. Like I'm I'm about it. Like I'm in there. Yeah. Like I'm dragging her into it. She doesn't know. Oh, yeah. It, but like I'm I pumped. mean th- this guy Joey also, boys, he has the uh world's longest kiss. He has the world record yep. for that. Set the record no, for that. Yep. No big deal. And I mean th- this season, I just fell in love with Joey just because I also thought he was so good about bringing up um, the interracial relationship mm-hmm. that he was going to have with charity and just being open about it and being open to co- like I he's such a good talker. He's so charming, sweet. I mean, he's he's incredible, incredible gentleman. Daniela kept making points about how well-spoken he is, and I was like, well, yeah, he studied public communications in college. I would expect the man to be very yeah. well-spoken. I mean, that, it, you know, I'm not shocked out. by that. <laughs> that checks He's also out. a two-time chapter president. As you know, Jamie, from experience, you got to you gotta be able to be in front of a room to some degree if you're going to yeah. be in that role. So, you know, yeah. I, I wasn't shocked by that at all. But I one thing I will say about it is, uh, like, The Bachelor Bachelorette, trash TV. Like, just trash reality TV. Right? Yeah. We all know it. Yeah. However, knowing someone as well as I know Joey Grazade, or or have known him over the years, for the most part, I got to say, he was pretty genuine with w- at least the parts that they aired. Yeah. So, that surprised me. But you, you thought he wasn't going to be as transparent well, or not, not that I didn't think he was going to be genuine, but like I wanted to see how dressed up for TV. They really had it right. Because like uh, I know this guy. Yeah. Like I've seen this guy in some states of mind over the years. Like, is right? he going to is he going to say things like, is he just being you fake? can never hear him say? Yeah. Right? Like, is he is he just clearly being fake? Mm. Mm. Anyway, as far as I could tell, he was not. So that's wild, especially with this kind of reality TV. I mean, those producers will make you do some right. things and it right. yeah so, so that, i cannot wait to see like 20 women absolutely tripping over themselves for joey yeah like he he's never had a problem with women i'll just put it out there he's never had any issues <laughs> with women at all ever never my, my my biggest thing at this point is I've seen what joey is the producers and casting better raise the bar and better bring in like they had one girl talking oh. to him at like the finale, and I was just like, "Like this girl's like seven, eight. I'm being nice. I don't think she's even that high. Like Joey deserves tens, tens and above." The the like, the woman that they the woman they said they cast on the on the fin- yeah. on the Bachelorette finale for his season, she's not going very far at all. I'll tell no. you right now, she's not going anywhere. She's she no. she doesn't deserve a rose. No, no, like, the, the, no. The, the the no, just no. I just know from knowing <laughs> Joey, like it's a. No. She's not going to be the first one to go home. She might well, not even be the fifth one to go home. <laughs> but she's not going to make it inside the top five. I'll put no. it out there. I, I don't right, even need right. to see the rest of the other women that are going to be on his season. I, I, I don't. I don't even think top fifteen. Maybe not top twenty. Like she might get a sniff the first cocktail uh, hour that they have. Because oh man. Also, Joey. I don't know the finale. He got like a tan. He got like a glow up. He oh yeah, even better. It was incredible. Oh yeah, he he, uh, you know, now that he can like be public again on social media, he's this man is just out here living life. He was at the U.S. Open for free. ABC yeah. sent him to that, like yeah. front row. He's been on that ESPN, awesome. Good Morning America, like you name it. Crazy to see that from a dude that like you know we all shotgun beers with in a yeah. slimy, <laughs> dirty, fucking throw up covered fraternity basement for three, four years. 
Like, yeah, that's got to be so wild. On I've your seen end. that man walking around the house in his briefs and fucking clogs. Like, and here he is, the fucking bachelor. Like, amazing. Wild. Wild. So, yeah, you and I absolutely pumped for that. We we definitely should playoff podcast combined with Bachelor. Like, oh, absolutely. Pass. Like, that's going to be a thing. The, the great thing about that will be if, is if we're doing a Bachelor piece of it, we can for sure get Daniela in on it. Like, Ooh. she will for sure have thoughts and feelings and opinions on that. Oh, from like, like a women's that a lot. from like a woman's perspective. So that yes. would be interesting to yes. see. We do like diversity on this podcast. Yes, that's right. That that I actually really like that. Get her opinion on some things. I didn't ask her questions. about that at all. I don't know if she would do it or not, but but we'll see. Pencil or pencil or. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, look at uh, that. We're right on time. You know what I mean? Look, we set a limit. We're at the limit. The best structured Jamie and Jordan podcast you'll ever hear. What can we say? New season. We're starting off strong. We have structure now. We're grown Absolutely. now. We grew up. We grew we're up. We're mature. That's right. <laughs> so you know, I, I got to put the buttons and the the lipstick on the pig a little bit and do the audio. We're gonna we're gonna roll with Coach Prime and our normal uh, old school Sports Center intro whenever I get around to slapping that on. Hopefully tomorrow. Yeah. I'll send it off to Seth and then he'll get it uploaded. But Wonderful. Uh, Jamie, great talking to you as always, my man. Always a pleasure. All right, we'll see you guys when we see you at some point throughout this season.